to another edition of the No BS DFS Podcast. I'm your host, Joe, here solo to give you my picks, predictions, and analysis on the upcoming UFC Fight Island card, featuring Whittaker and Till as the main event. So before I get into that, though, I'll recap last week's card. Figueredo put on a devastating, well, amazing performance in devastating fashion on uh, Benavides, but I was all over Figueredo, and he got it done in the main event, and then other than that, I had a really solid weekend overall in sports and DFS, um, doing pretty well, hit, um, well, anyway, for MMA, I uh, was on Alvarez with the the biggest underdog on the card last week, he was my official pick, I ended up taking him on DFS, and, you know, he finished Joey Duffy, and Duffy's call it a career, I knew that he's likely, you know, gonna call it quits, and sure enough, you know, he is, and just, he wasn't, his head wasn't there, so, yeah, and I thought Alvarez was a little more talented than people gave him credit for, so, and he had a big size advantage, etc., and then some other great picks I was on, um, Jack Hermanson, I don't know why people, I understand why I guess some could have won, but Hermanson ended up getting a really finish, a really quick finish on, uh, Gasson, which, you know, by heel hook, but hey, the guy's very talented. I figured if he was going to win right away, it was going to be by that, so that was a big score, and then, uh, Dole, Dole that these against Hema Brink Greenmoff. Sorry for these pronunciations. Um, I was all I had. He was actually pretty low owned as a favorite, which I get it because a lot of people are on the dog. But I thought this guy was gonna come out there and knock out. And that's what he did. He landed a devastating head kick on Ibrahimov. So that was a big score. And then Spivak. I knew he was gonna, you know, the experience and everything. And sure enough, with Felipe, the only one really that hurt me from, you know, doing even a lot better overall was uh, Pantoya. You know, he just gassed himself early trying to go for all those crazy submissions and lost the decision to Askarov. Asker, Askarov, he's the real deal. But, you know, if, if they fought a few more times, could Pantoya win? I think so. I still like Pantoya. I think he learned, you know, it's just, but ask, you know, ask Roth's the real deal. So keep an eye on him. He, you know, got a close decision. Um, other than that, you know, Dia Casey was another guy that lost, a, you know, well, he lost clearly, but, um, you know, he uh, obviously, that was another guy that I thought would win that loss, but that was really about it. I was correct on all the other ones. Uh, Brett Johns was a big dog I was also on. So, yeah, it was a really solid week, and I'm looking forward to this card as well. So, let's get to it. So, first night uh, fight of the night for this card, which this is a big one, 15 fights currently, if they all end up happening. We have Nathaniel Wood. Taking on John John Castaneda, a bantamweight matchup here. Wood comes in as the minus 440 favorite. I'm seeing here. I know I, a lot of books are different, but and then uh, John's coming back plus 350. I mean, 
yeah, this John guy, you know, he's going to have a slight reach and slight height advantage over, over Nathaniel Wood. Um, but I think Nathaniel Wood, I think he's going to go out there and, you know, have a good game plan. And, you know, it's, John's tough, but I think Wood's going to um, find a submission probably or win a, you know, 30-27 unanimous decision. But I think he's going to end up finding a submission um, on John possibly a TKO, but I'd say it's more likely a decision, you know, and is John a live dog? I mean, sure, if he somehow clips wood, like, it's possible. I'm not going to go there, but, um, yeah, I think they're they're trying to set up wood to bounce back because he's a really talented prospect. He got TKO'd by Dotson in, the, in his last bout, but before that, he was subbing people, so I don't see why he can't come in here and sub this guy on DraftKings he's very pricey though at 9500 and John Constantine is coming back at 6700 um you know my official picks would by uh second round submission um and then but I think that uh for DraftKings I mean I constructed a few lineups played around with it so far but I I have this is pro uh this this breakdown preview here is uh, before the weigh-ins and stare-downs and so forth. So I may come out, I probably will come out with another podcast. It'll be quicker, though, um, at post-weigh-ins in case any of my picks change. But I have all my official picks right now, but they, you know, I could change to some of them based on the weigh-ins potentially. And then obviously DraftKings, I'm not really going to make any lineups yet until I see the weigh-ins. But yeah. My official pick, regardless of the weigh-ins for this one especially, I think Nathaniel Wood gets it done by second-round submission. Um, as far as my opinion on DraftKings, I mean, right now it's hard to say, but he might make some of my lineups for sure. I usually don't make too many for MMA compared to other sports, but um, I usually try to really narrow down who I'm picking here. But, yeah, there's uh, I think there's other spots that I like some dogs for sure, so... This isn't the one. I think Wood gets it done, rightfully so. So net moving on to the next matchup here. At welterweight, we got Ramazan Emiyov taking on Nicholas Stolce. Now Nicholas Stolce's, you know, it looks like it's his UFC debut, if I'm not mistaken here. Yep, it's his UFC debut. You know, he's coming at plus 320, Why Ramazan's coming in at minus 400. Um, I think that, uh, you know, I mean, Stolce's going to have a height advantage, a few inches, um, probably some reach advantage as well. I mean, you know, this one's going to really come down to the weigh-ins for me. I mean, I, I think... Ramazan's going to get it done by unanimous decision, likely. I think he's going to implement implement his takedowns, you know, and just do what he does and make it a, um, yeah, just as I'm seeing here, make it, it's probably going to be kind of a boring fight. I mean, is this Stolce guy a live dog? Yeah, I mean, I think so. Um, I mean, sort of. I don't want to say... I don't know. Like at, at this point, he is. Um, 
This is one I really have to wait, though, at this point. Like, I'm not going to take a chance on the dog at all for betting or for parlays yet or DraftKings at this point. You know, if something shows at the weigh-ins, I might take a chance on him. But right now, I think me, I think Ramazan Mioff gets it done relatively easy. Probably kind of a boring fight. You know, get a couple takedowns, ground control, maybe, you know, lands ground strikes. I just think... This will be one probably to fade on DraftKings um, at this point. Because I think Nicholas Stolze, I think he's a tough guy So as far as I see here. So, uh, yeah, um, my official pick will be at this point, Emioff, Ramazan Emioff, by decision. Next match of the night, female bout here. We got Beth A. Correa taking on Tani Kanzad. Um, Panny's gonna have a couple inches of height and reach over at Correa. Um, and she's coming in on DraftKings, eighty-four hundred price tag, and Correa's coming back at seventy-eight hundred. And then the odds: Panny's minus one fifty, Correa plus one thirty. You know, of course, these lower-level female fights. A lot of times, you know, anything can happen, as we've seen with Joe, I mean, Belbita the other day, a few weeks back, you know, could have easily won that fight, just, it was bad IQ, you know, she just, the only way Jojua was going to win was somehow find, like, an armbar, and that's exactly what she did, so, you know, that was unfortunate for me, that was really, if that didn't happen, I could have had a really big cash that week, but anyway, still just a little you know, salty about that one, but oh well. Um, that's why you can't trust these female fights a lot of the times. Anything can happen. But I think Key and Zad gets it done pretty easily. Just lands the more, you know, devastating strikes, land more volume. But, um, you know, I just think she's a little bit better on the feet and on the ground. So, yeah, I just think, uh, to me, Correa's... You know, she obviously had her, she was, you know, really high-touted prospect a little bit back and was on the up, you know, on the rise. But I think at this point, I don't think, is you know, I think she's going to start heading on the down. And I know she just won her last fight to Eubanks, really close decision, but she got it done. But, you know, I think uh, Key and Zad gets it done here, but. You know, never know. This is a pass for me overall for parlays. If I'm going to pick someone, it'll be Kinzad. If I go for, you know, I'll try to get every single fight right, parlays. But, um, and then DraftKings, this is a fade for me for sure. I ain't playing either of them. But my official pick will be Kinzad by decision. So next up, we got Tanner Bozer taking on Raphael Pessoa at heavyweight. Bozer comes in minus 240 by Raphael Pazea comes back at plus 200. Um, Tanner Bozer is 8,900 on DraftKings Why Pessoa is one second here, 7,300. So yeah, to me, we haven't got to, I mean, I don't, well, let me see if I, yeah, I haven't even picked a dog yet. Um, so far, but there's some dogs I like later in the card, so this is not one of them. You know, Pessoa, 
He's going to have the reach and height advantage slightly, but I don't. it's not going to matter. I mean, Tanner Bowser, this guy has a lot of cardio for a heavyweight. It's pretty crazy. Um, and I was all over him his last fight where he knocked out um, knocked out Felipe Lins in the first round. So, and you know what? I, as far as... This fight could end up going to the scorecards. Um, if it does, I think Bozer wins a unanimous decision. But I do think Bozer could finish the fight before, you know, the 15 minutes are up. Um, either way, my official pick is Bozer. Um, I just think he's going to implement those strong leg kicks of the and really aim for the lead leg of Pessoa. Pessoa is going to gas out a lot quicker than Bolzer will. You know, could he catch Bolzer? Sure. But I think Bolzer, you know, he's got good movement. I think he uh, gets it done here as the favorite. And as far as DraftKings, yeah, he might make some of my lineups. It depends, um, you know, if I decide I think he's going to get the TKO or not in the first, you know, first or second round. Because if he doesn't, then it's going to end up being a low-scoring, you know, low-scoring match. Uh for DraftKings, so I might fade it, but his bowls are pretty expensive, so yeah, it's potentially a fade for me at this point, um, but we'll see. Um, other than that, but yeah, for parlays, Bowser's my special pick, and I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Tanner Bowser by decision right now, um, but yeah, so, but he could definitely find the TKO. Moving on here, we got a featherweight matchup. This should be a really good one. Um, we got Mavzar Evolive taking on Mike Grundy. Now, they both stand at 5'7". Um, their reach is identical. Same exact uh, stance, orthodox here. Pretty, uh, you know, very close in stats as far as significant strikes landed and accuracy and t- you know all. and just honestly even besides all that both these guys well um they're pretty similar fighters um you know I don't understand the line I think the value's all over on Grundy um you know I'm not saying like this evil Ev guy you know he goes out there and, you know, he looks for the takedown, and then he lands his ground strikes and likes to keep you there. You know, he's a really good wrestler. Um, you know, Mike Grundy on the other side, same kind of thing. He's a wrestler. I think he has more power, and I think he has an advantage on the feet on Evilev, though. Um, as far as the ground, I think it's pretty even, but Maybe Evilev has a slight advantage, but I think this fight's going to be a lot of scrambles. It's going to probably be really exciting. Both guys are going to have their moments in there. So for that reason, I mean, I think it's closer than the line indicates. And Mike Grundry's at plus 170 and Evilev minus 190. I mean, um, you know, Evilev's really expensive on DraftKings. So he's a fade on DraftKings for me. I mean... Grundy, I, at this point, I um, I am going to play Grundy um, for parlay. Well, you know, parlays because I like the value. And then also, you know, I think he stands a good chance to win. Um, and then on DraftKings, yeah, same thing. He's going to be my first official dog at this point that I'm picking. I think Mike Grundy squeaks out a split decision victory, you know. And 
here's the thing too why I like Grundy is that he has the power to knock out Evilev. So Evilev hasn't been finished yet. He's undefeated. His undefeated record is twelve and zero. But uh, you know, maybe this will be the first time he gets knocked out. But either way, I think Grundy squeaks out a decision. But you know, Evilev definitely could win unanimous decision or split. You know. Um, but yeah, Grundy's the underdog, so it's dog or pass for me as far as betting, and then DraftKings same thing. So, but I do think Grundy squeaks out a decision win, and maybe finds a TKO. So I'm gonna go Mike Grundy by decision by split decision. Uh, moving on here, we got a heavyweight matchup: Jake Collier stepping up a weight class after a long layoff. Taking on Tom Aspinall. Now, Aspinall's going to have the size advantage, the height advantage, probably the reach the reach advantage, I mean, over Jake. Jake's a really tough, scrappy kid, though. Um, you know, he's coming in at plus 195. Aspinall minus 235. Um, Aspinall on drip. Also, I want to mention, too, about Grundy. His Grundy's only 7,100 on DraftKings in the last fight, so I like that as well, um, especially I think he's a live dog. But anyway, for this fight, Jake Collier, 7,400. Tom Aspinall is 8,800. And honestly, Jake's a really tough guy. He's kind of wild on the feet, though, going for all these spinning attacks all the time. And I think when he's going to try to do that, he's going to get caught by Tom. I think Tom lands a big, devastating TKO 1-2, um, you know, on Jake, and he puts him down and puts him to sleep. So, yeah, I like for DraftKings, I like Aspinall a lot. Is Jake a live dog? I mean, yeah, I mean, he is. Um, you know, this is Aspinall's UFC debut, but he's, you know, really talented, black belt, I believe, and... Um, you know, he's got the size advantage. He's got a lot of power coming in. So I think he gets it done. I think he's, you know, uh, the real deal, but you know, Jake could catch him, but I just don't think, I think Tom catches Jake first. So yeah, I like him as a favorite play, uh, a favorite on the card. So, you know, I like him for parlays, DraftKings, all that. Um, you know, so yeah, my official pick is Tom Aspinall by First round TKO. One second here. Take a drink. So moving on to the co or the well anyway another prelim event here. We got Nicholas Delby taking on Jesse Ronson. Now Nicholas Delby's coming at ninety two hundred. Jesse Ronson coming in at 7,000. Now, they couldn't have set up a better fight for Dalby at this point. Um, you know, he's minus 250 while Ronson's coming back plus 210. Uh, what was I going to say? So, anyway, yeah. Nicholas, I mean... You know, he's getting up there in age, um, but I still think he has enough experience here, just skill to be able to beat this Ronson kid. I mean, you know, I just think uh, 
pretty easy fight for Delby. Probably is going to be one of his easiest fights of his career, if not the easiest. So, yeah, I think he gets it done. I'm going to go by decision, though. I don't think he knocks out Jesse, but, you know. And then, so for that reason, it's a fade for me. Delby's too expensive on DraftKings. But as far as parlays, I'm making big parlays. Delby will be on him, so I think he gets it done. But this might be one of his last fights in his career. So, moving on here, <coughs> the uh, headliner prelim event here. We got the veteran Francisco Trinaldo taking on Jai Herbert. Um, so, Trinaldo's coming in. As the favorite at minus 160, why Herbert's coming back at plus 140. And I'll just say right away, uh, you know, Trinaldo's a tough guy, but he's just fading, man. I mean, he's 8,500 on DraftKings. Herbert's 7,700. I'm all over Herbert here. I think Herbert lands more volume. He's making his UFC debut. He's the young gun kid. You know, Black Country Banger is his nickname. <laughs> um... And, you know, I just think that's an interesting one, but I think that uh, Jai gets it done here in his UFC debut. I think he lands more strikes, just more volume than Trinaldo. And Trinaldo's chin is going to be – he's a tough – he's been tough, you know, even though he's 42 or whatever. But, you know, he could get put away here for sure because he's just getting older, you know, all the – the damage he's taken in his career. But uh, either way, I think my official pick is Herbert here. I like the dog play in the Valley at plus 140, um, you know. But I think he gets it done for sure. I think he just lands more volume over Trinaldo and maybe puts him away late in the fight. But, uh, yeah, for DraftKings, I like Herbert quite a bit. And then uh, for Parlay, same thing. So my official pick is I'm going to go Jai Herbert by decision so now we go to the main card here or actually wait a minute i'm sorry this is not no that's not right what is the main card well anyway moving on to the next fight here we got because it's a late ad we got kamazet shamayev versus rias mcgee and this is at welterweight. So Chimiev's going to have to lose some more weight. I believe he just fought at 185, obviously like a week ago. And man, did he look impressive. I mean, holy cow. And he's coming in as the most expensive on DraftKings against John Phillips. Man, did he look impressive. Um, you know, this, this young kid's the real deal. I think that... Uh, Chimiev's going to do it again. I think he's going to set a record here on, you know, two quickest two wins in the UFC. I think he comes out and does the same exact thing on this McGee guy. Most people aren't given a chance for good reason. I mean, look at these odds. Chimiev continues to climb. He's now a minus 1,100, and McGee's coming back at plus 700. I mean, holy cow. But, yeah, I think Chimiev... Jemayev, I think he gets it done. I'm going to go first round submission. 
just like, well, last week he got a second-round submission, but, yeah, I think he gets the first-round submission here. I don't think he wastes time, takes down McGee, lands some ground and pound, finds a, you know, probably a rear naked choke or something like that and just finds some type of submission and puts McGee away early and, you know, shows why he was such a big favorite. And he's the real deal, man. And he's the most expensive on DraftKings, but I just think it's a – a free square. I mean, not a free square, but because you gotta pay. But you know, as far as you know, I may, after making some early lineups, I I'm liking to pick him. And I don't know his ownership, how high it's gonna really be because he's so expensive. But I'm sure it's gonna be pretty high still. But yeah, because I like some a lot of dogs. So on this card, I mean, quite a bit of dogs. So you know that I think can that are live that could win. Maybe not as many as last week, but. Yeah, I think uh, Shemayev <clears throat> done early here and, you know, scores at least 95 points on drafting. So I like that as like a free square kind of. So he's my official pick. I'm going to go Shemayev by first round submission. Moving on here. Now this one I want to see the weigh-ins because Peter Sabata taking on Alex Oliveira. Peter's been out a long time few years layoff. Alex Oliveira is getting up there in age and has a lot of damage on him, obviously, from all the wars and that he's been in. But Oliveira is coming in as the favorite. You know, I'm kind of surprised on these lines a little bit. Oliveira is coming in minus 170. Why Peter Sabata is coming back at plus 150. I mean, thing about Sabata, man, is, uh, you know, he's the thing that worries me is the the this one – he he looked really good against Leon Edwards, and he obviously lost. He got TKO'd by Leon Edwards his last fight, but you know he looked pretty solid, and um, he was doing well in the UFC before that. Um, but yeah, I mean the layoffs what worries me. He's gonna have a height advantage over Oliveira, but not the reach advantage. But um, you know I think that uh, Peter Sabata's. You know, he has the advantage on the ground for sure. He's a black belt. Um, Oliveira, you know, Oliveira will probably have a little advantage on the feet. But, yeah, Oliveira likes to always get a takedown. So, I think he's going to make a mistake by doing that. I mean, I think Oliveira, you know, he's just getting up there in age. I mean, he definitely could win this fight in a close decision. You know, 29-28 or something. But, maybe even... But Peter's pretty, I mean, Peter, you know, he could knock out Peter, but I think Peter's going to find a submission midway in the fight on Oliveira, um, you know, and at 7,500 as a dog, I like it on DraftKings and for parlays at plus 150. The the big thing for this fight is I want to see the weigh-ins. I want to see how Peter looks and just, you know, any other takes or tells I can get on him and Oliveira and the stare down and so forth. but. My pick right now, I think Peter gets it done by, I'm going to go second round submission. So, yeah, another dog play I like for this card um, at this point. But, you know, that one I do, that one I do want to more, you know, see the weigh-ins more, though. And that'll help me make my final, you know, decision on it. So now we move on to the main card here. <coughs> um we got 
Paul Craig taking on Godzimarad into Gulov at light heavyweight. Now, Craig's going to have a pretty big size adv- height advantage, size advantage here, and a huge reach advantage. And this Antagulov guy, um, he's coming, he's only a slight dog at plus 110, and Craig's coming back at minus 130. And Paul Craig on DraftKings is 8,000, while Antagulov is actually a few hundred, you know, he's actually 8,200, so he's more than, that's weird. It's basically going to end up probably, probably being a pick em. <coughs> um, but, uh, yeah, sorry about that, um, so, yeah, I mean, honestly, Paul Craig, I mean, this is probably going to be a pretty wild fight, a lot of scrambles, a lot of ground game, Paul Craig's, you know, he's comfortable being on his back, he is really good with submissions, though, on his back, has a really, um, strong guard, and honestly, Hunter Gulov, he gasses out so quick. I haven't been really that impressed with him, honestly. Um, you know. And the thing is, is he's won some of his fights. Well, he's lost his last two, but before that, he won by submission early on guys. But both these guys could submit each other. But Paul Craig, I think, is a little more talented with submissions, honestly. So I think Craig ends up catching him in a submission. I'm going to say, you know, I think it's going to be in the third round or maybe the second, but I'm just going to guess, you know, I think Paul Craig finds a, you know, a a triangle choke in the third round um, on on Tagulov. But this fight could go either way. It's going to be crazy, you know, a lot of scrambles and stuff. And Paul Craig could also, you know, both these guys could also knock each other out on the feet. I mean, this fight could end really quick, but yeah, I think Paul Craig gets it done, you know. He can be an apple pie shitter, but he can also really come through for DraftKings. So Yeah, I mean I think Paul Craig gets it done. Um he's my official pick by third round submission. And then for DraftKings, yeah, I'm somewhat interested for sure, but the weigh-ins, I like to see the weigh-ins too, though obviously for this one. But and moving on to the next fight here, we got Carla Esparza taking on Marina Rodriguez at straw weight. Now Rodriguez is gonna have a big height advantage and decent reach advantage. She's gonna have the advantage on the feet. Esparza is gonna have the big advantage on the ground. The problem with Esparza. She's coming in well for she's coming in plus one sixty and Rodriguez minus one eighty favorite. Um as far as the seventy six hundred on DraftKings and Rodriguez is eighty six hundred. Now this fight could go two ways. Esparza, if she actually comes in with a smart game plan and looks for the takedown, she can, you know, implement a few takedowns and just make it a dirty fight on the ground and just, uh, you know, keep her there and land strikes and just have a, you know, pretty dominant performance potentially. But if Esparza doesn't try to take her down or can't take Rodriguez down and Rodriguez is prepared to try to avoid the takedown, you know, then I think that uh, Rodriguez is just going to pummel Esparza on the feet 
just laying a ton of strikes and probably putting her away because Esparza, man, she gets hit a few times. Like, not that she's not tough, but, you know, she wears it pretty bad. So Rodriguez could find, like, a, a finish, I think, on the feet for sure or just land a ton of strikes, and that's good for DraftKings. So I'm pretty interested in Rodriguez and maybe Esparza on DraftKings if I choose to go that route. This fight's tough to, you know, to predict because it can go one of two ways. But, you know, I don't necessarily need to see the lanes for this one. Obviously, it'll just help a little bit and stare down, see who looks, you know, more prepared to ready to go. But, yeah, my official pick is going to be Rodriguez by decision. But there definitely could be a finish um, from either girl, uh, you know, either uh, female here. But either lady, you should say. So could get a finish before the fight's over. And, you know, as far as a live dog, but I think Rodriguez gets it done. So, and I think she could score a lot on DraftKings, even if it goes decisions. So, and then, yeah, so either way. But, yeah, Rodriguez is my official pick. By decision. We move on here to returning from re- coming out of retirement, Alexander Gustafson moving up to heavyweight, taking on Fabricio Verdum, which, you know, Fabricio, this is his last fight on his contract. He's probably going to call it quits after this. Gustafson's looking to have a resur- resur- you know, resurgence here in the UFC after taking some tough losses to John Bones Jones, the reigning light heavyweight champion, as we know. And Gustafson, I mean, he's, you know, for his retirement, he was obviously a pretty solid fighter, really, you know, um, really talented on the feet, um, <clears throat> especially... You know, obviously his kryptonite is just John Bones Jones, but that guy's just, you know, amazing. So, yeah. But anyway, I think Gustafson, you know, this one I want to see the weigh-ins for sure. But if Gustafson looks ready to go, you know, I think he wins relatively easy. Maybe even puts Verdum away early. But um, he's coming in as a really heavy favorite too, which is a little shocking. But minus 350, why Verdum's coming at plus 285, which... You know, just like Joe Duffy last week, Verdum, you know, it's his last fight. You know, he could he could just come in here and get really motivated. And, you know, maybe he – but then on the other hand, maybe he will be. He wants to try to go out, you know, with a win. But, yeah, I just think that – I think it's going to be like Joe Duffy, honestly. I think Verdum's not going to be ready to go. But we'll see the weigh-ins and steer-downs and all that good stuff. But. Gustafson, either way, I think Gustafson's more talented, and I think he, you know, I think either puts Verdum away early or gets a unanimous decision win, but, you know, Verdum, the only way I see Verdum win is if he finds, like, a, you know, a triangle choke or something off his back or, you know, some type of crazy submission on Gustafson is really the only way, but, or just because he takes down, but, yeah. Um, you know, either way, I think Gustafson wins though by decision. But as far as DraftKings, at this moment, I'm not really interested in Gustafson. But you know, we'll see. Um, it's just because he's pretty expensive at 9,300. 
Verdum, I'm probably not going to take a shot on Verdum, even though he's really cheap, 6900 But I just like other dogs better that I've already kind of mentioned. So, yeah, I mean, at this point, it's just kind of a fade on DraftKings for me. And then parlays, I'll take a shot on Gustafson on, on some bigger parlays. But, yeah, so I think he gets it done. Um, moving on to the co-main event, we got the trilogy here of two – Warrior veterans at light heavyweight Rogerio Nagira taking on Maurice, Mauricio Shogun Rua. And honestly, Nogira, his chin, he doesn't have a chin anymore. Let's be honest here. The guy, they're both these guys are in their 40s. I mean, this is obviously. The thing is about Rua, though, I mean, this guy seems like a. You know, his chin's freaking made of steel. I mean, this guy's a really tough guy. Um, and I just, and that's just what it comes down to for me. And obviously, I think Rua's just a little more talented. Um, you know, they're both pretty, like, as far as wrestling, they're both pretty even on the ground game, pretty even. Um, you know, but I don't think this is the trilogy here, third fight between these two, and Shogun won the first two, and I think he wins all three. I think he wins, even though Nogueira might have some extra motivation to try to get a win over this guy, but I just think it's not going to be enough. I think Shogun Rua ends up winning a unanimous decision, or he may, may end up TKOing Nogueira at some point. So, yeah, I think Shogun, he's coming in. As decent favorite, minus 185. I know Gara's plus 165, which is obviously, you know, I agree with the line. Rua's 9,000 on DraftKings. I know Gara is uh, 7,200. I mean, I can't take, I don't think I can take a shot on Nogueira on DraftKings. Um, I just think Shogun Rua gets it done. He may even knock out Nogueira right away. I mean, Nogueira's going to have to get a lucky big punch or, you know, some crazy submission to to win this. I, but I think – I don't think he finds it, so I think Shogun Rua gets it done. And I'm going to go by – I'm actually going to go by um, – I'm going to go by third-round TKO for Shogun Rua. So as far as DraftKings – at this point, I'm potentially interested, but he's kind of expensive as well. I just think I like some other fighters better, so I may not play him at all, but we'll see. I might. Um, so, yeah, but he's my official pick there. Obviously, would like to see the weigh-ins, but, yeah, I mean, I still like Shogun probably regardless. So, now moving on to the... This middleweight matchup, the main event, we got Robert the Reaper Wittetaker taking on Darren the Gorilla Till. Now, this should be a good one. It's a pretty solid main event, I would say. Both these guys, you know, they're potential title contenders. They both, you know, have been. Darren Till's obviously a little bit more, you know, a newer guy in the UFC. They're really testing him early and uh you know Whittaker obviously he's uh already fought in some title fights and you know for me this fight's close but it could go either way for sure um Whittaker is coming in as a slight favor right now at minus 130 while Darren Till's at plus 110 
Witted Taker is 8,300 on DraftKings. Why Till is 7,900. Now, I think that, uh, you know, my pick's going to be Robert, the Reaper here. I think he gets it done. I think he ends up getting a knockout victory on Till. But Till is live for sure to win. Till could end up catching Robert. But Robert, I think, is a little... I think Till has... You know, I think Till's a lot more chinny than Robert Whittaker here. Um, you know, I just think Whittaker is just a... You know, he's a little more talented. He rushes in with some great combos. Darren Till just throws, like, a few punches at a time. Whittaker has a lot more you know, big combos when he rushes in. And, you know, I just think he's just more talented on the feet as far as the striking. And then as far as, you know, the ground, I think this is going to end up being, honestly, I don't see this being on the ground really at all. I think it's going to be just a stand-up affair for the whole fight. And I think with uh, the Reaper's going to catch Till, and this and uh, I'm gonna go on this. Um, I'm gonna say the third round um, by TKO with one of his crazy combos. But yeah, this is obviously a five round fight. This is the main event here. You know, this could end up being actually kind of a boring fight. I mean, I think it'll. I don't think it will be, but it's definitely possible because. Both these guys really need a win and want to win for sure. So they really could both take their time. So, you know, it could it could end up being like that. But I think, I think you know, it'll be a striking battle. But I think Robert, you know, wins the exchanges, has more success, and I think he finds the TKO on Till. But. But we'll see the weigh-ins. We'll see how they both look. And I'm sure it's going to be an intense stare down. Till's probably going to be trash talking like he does. You know, Robert's going to be stone cold, just ready to go. So, yeah, I think the Reaper gets it done, though, by either second or third round TKO on Till. Um, but, yeah, so that's my picks pre-weigh-in here. Um, definitely possible that I'm probably going to come out with a quick uh, you know, a quick podcast um, on my thoughts on the post weigh-in, if any of my thoughts dramatically changed. If nothing changed at all for my picks, then I probably, I obviously won't come out with one, but I'm sure some might, so we'll see. But yeah, I'm pretty confident in most of my picks. Obviously, there's a few fights, like I mentioned, I want to see the weigh-ins, but yeah, definitely, you know, some fights could go either way, but I'm pretty excited for this card. It's a big card. Hopefully all the fights go on as planned. If not, you know, there's a lot of them, so it is what it is. But, yeah, um, you know, we got some great cards coming uh, for sure, you know. Uh, the next one, obviously, Edmund Shabazian and Derek Brunson got moved to the main event. Um, and then, obviously, following that, we got the trilogy for the Supreme Heavyweight you know, all-time Daniel D.C. Cormier t- going against Stipe Miocic, which, man, that's going to be epic. I'm so excited for that one. Um, 
but yeah, man, um, obviously first, you know, first things first, this card should be really great though. Probably some big knockouts, probably some exciting back and forth, you know, so yeah. Uh, I'm just really excited for this card, so I'll just quick run down my picks, my official picks, just, you know, in order, like, so here we go, we're going to go Wood, then we're going to go Meoff, Kian Zad, Bozer, Grundy, dog number one, Aspinall, Delby, Herbert, dog number two, Chemayev, Sabata, dog number three, Craig, Rodriguez, Gustafson, Rua, Whittakers. So there you go. Pre weigh-ins, that's my picks. Post weigh-ins, a few could change, but yeah. Um, yeah, should be fun. So excited for it. Hopefully we can get a lot get some green screens and win some cash. So keep it rolling. So yeah, and it looks like more and more sports are coming back, so that's good. Getting some normalcy in the world a little bit. So, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the breakdown. So, uh, you guys all, well, yeah, other than that, I'll see you guys next time on the No BS DFS podcast. Subscribe, give us a five star review. Appreciate, you know, all the listeners and all the support you give us. So, Hope you all, you know, stay safe, and thanks for listening. Can't wait for this upcoming fight card, so see ya.